Hello, and welcome to NAIS Member Voices. I'm Scott Donaldson, NAIS Member Engagement Coordinator, and today I'll be speaking with Helen Rankin-Butler, Board Chair at Hathaway Brown School in Shaker Heights, Ohio. Helen, welcome to Member Voices. Thank you for having me. I am very excited because you're the first board member that we've spoken to on the podcast. How did you uh, end up in this role? How did you first get associated with the board and with Hathaway Brown? I was a lifer at HB, and I actually um, was a teacher. I wanted to give back uh, to independent schools in the way that I had profited so much from my education at HB. So I taught for a few years in New York City and was a fifth grade teacher there. Uh, a job which I just loved. Um, I loved that adventure every day and those bright, engaging girls. And uh, following that, I was a residential camp director for 11 years. So it's a different kind of school environment, but that 24-hour community uh, was wonderful, and I loved that. I was director for 11 years, but I spent uh, 23 summers uh, in Vermont with lots of girls. Can you talk a little bit about how you navigate that or I guess how your past informs your current role? Um, I started as a trustee when our daughter was very young and I was eager to get back involved in the life of HB um, as a young mom and uh, an active alumni. When I was a senior at HB, our head was leaving and Bill Christ was named uh, the next head of school, a position which he held for 29 years. So it was fabulous to be a young trustee and see how the school had already changed so much and been so vitalized uh, and re-energized in the 10 years that between my graduation and moving back to Cleveland. And I was hoping if you could tell us a little bit about what your role looks like uh, on your board at Hathaway Brown. I'm the current board chair, um, and I finished uh, the search for our head of school, who just started two years ago, this July, uh, prior to taking on this role. We led the search, and then I was the president-elect for our new head of school's first year at HB, and then uh, assumed this new role last July. And are you able to talk at all about that search? I know that's something that many of our listeners either have been a part of, or maybe their school has been a part of, and even just generally some of the, the challenges or exciting opportunities that came with that search? Well, the change of um, trying to help the process and form and create the process of a leadership transition was a wonderful opportunity. It really brought the board together to look at what were the institutional challenges that faced us, what were our aspirations, what were the values that we wanted to make sure we were really steadfast on. I felt that that process really clarified and reconfirmed our purpose and our mission. It increased the engagement um, of trustees and ultimately led to some trustees coming back who'd been on the board and had been involved in the search and finding new leadership. And of course, it gave us a, a really good opportunity to really look at governance and what were the tools that we had in place, what were best practices. Given the lead time that we had for the retirement of our outgoing head of school, we really had the luxury of a lot of time to plan and research and read and talk with others who'd had um, transitions in leadership and what were their successes, what was difficult, um, what were the challenges, and 
what would be true to HB, what felt like our community, what did we need? And, and could you talk a little bit more about your leadership journey specifically and uh, how you think your past experiences uh, led you to, to where you are today being a, one of the leaders of the school on the board? Well, I think my experiences in the classroom certainly gave me a real appreciation for the daily life and complexities of a school. That, of course, was a very long time ago, but school life has only gotten more complex. I think that was helpful. Uh, Working with parents in the residential camp community when parents have to be so trusting because they're dropping off their girls ages 7 to 12 for me to take care of them uh, for three or seven weeks was a really important part of my development as a leader and ability to work with staff and young counselors and train them to be leaders and wonderful role models for girls. Um, As a young trustee, uh, I came onto the board and did a lot of looking and listening and learning about the newer programs at HB. Ultimately, I became a committee chair for the Student and Faculty Life Committee, which was a great experience. That particular committee, we really divided ourselves into task forces with projects to work with school administrators. And I think I, I learned a lot from from that. Uh, and that actually leads me well into my next question. I'm curious if you can talk about how the role that you're in on the board or just being on the board has changed since you started, even you know, a year or two ago or, or um, when you were on the board previously. I think given that we have a new leader at the school, we've really been able to look outward and learn what are newer practices and Our new head of school brings her own style and leadership skills, and we've really been able, I think, to change the format of our board meetings so that we have more time for generative conversation and more strategic thinking as opposed to just kind of a heavier emphasis, per se, on our fiduciary responsibilities, making sure that we're providing oversight and monitoring things. So I feel as though we have the luxury, I should say, of more balance in the board now in terms of our meetings and how we uh, add value to the school and help Fran be the best leader that she can be. And do you have like a a typical schedule or what does it look like either day to day or week to week? There's no uh, particular schedule. Uh, except having meetings when we need to to make decisions for the life of the school with regard to budget and enrollment, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, Our board meets four times a year, and we do our best to set those well in advance so trustees can plan accordingly and aim to set their schedules to reserve those times well in advance. And week to week, Fran and I talk often. Fran Bissell is our head of school, and we talk very regularly. We don't have a set meeting time. I know some board chairs do, but we seem to just keep each other up to date uh, with quick calls or text messages, emails, et cetera. And you may have alluded to this earlier, but when you look at the board, do you find yourself playing a, a specific role on the team, either either officially or just as part of the greater whole? Well, I feel as though one of the big roles that I have is trustee stewardship 
building the environment and creating connections between trustees, building trust for honest dialogue and exchange of ideas, and clarifying expectations. Where do board responsibilities end and where do the head's responsibilities uh, lie? There's also a lot of you know, coordination and thought with committee chairs and task force leaders looking at the important work that we can do that match HB's priorities. So I feel as though I do a lot of stewardship and leading with other leaders on the board, coordinating and helping them, asking them questions. And are there pieces of your role that you either really look forward to or that are perhaps harder or or maybe that you don't like or don't look forward to? That's a good question. I always look forward to board meetings because I think about HB so much and I recognize that many trustees think most about HB, obviously in preparation for the board meetings and while we're there um, talking about interesting issues. Um, I would say some challenges are thinking about elevating the mindset of confidentiality among trustees. We want them to have information to help make uh, decisions. And also, we want our conversations to be confidential. Um, So just making sure that that's something that we're talking about with regularity. And occasionally guiding a trustee back from overstepping into the more management issues that are the head's role. Could you talk a little bit about your communication style and how you communicate or or what sort of a communicator you are? I prefer uh, talking live with people um, as opposed to batting back lots of emails. But I do find that um, occasionally with the head of school, it's quickest and most efficient to send a short email or we exchange text messages when there's something that I just need to know about. It's not a conversation. It's just information uh, for me to have. But I feel as though in stewarding trustees that I do better and I think they get more out of a conversation or a meeting than just an email. How do you learn best uh, or what's your, uh, your learning approach when there's something new in your role? I like to do a lot of reading and learn what other practices are out there. I do use the NAIS website uh, quite a bit. Uh, I've really attended going to the annual conferences. I feel as though I've learned a lot and I've developed my own very valuable network of talking with other board chairs uh, in other cities and making those connections just as other reference points. And I could call them or send a quick email. Have you ever had anything like this? And would you be willing to talk with me for a few minutes? Our head of school and I also attended uh, the Leadership Through Partnership uh, Conference. And I would highly recommend that for any new board chair or new head of school with a board chair. I thought it was very valuable. Are there uh, pieces of advice that you've received during your tenure that, that have really stuck with you? Uh, A piece of advice, I would say, would be to really think carefully about uh, what's the issue at hand and focus on the issue and not so much the incident, Um, especially when you're managing a a problem or a crisis um, in school. 
And I feel as though that's an area where I've been able to reach out uh, to trustee friends or board chairs in other cities and ask how they've managed things and thinking ahead to some crisis management, which was a sort of a focus for me at the conference this spring. Uh, It was really good to be able to just talk with other people and think about if you had this kind of issue, how would you communicate with your faculty and staff? How would you communicate with your trustees? What were the different layers that you would think about? And are there any mentors that you've had uh, in the past? I've learned a lot from the past board chairs uh, at HB because I've been affiliated for so long. Um, I would say that the partnership that I enjoyed with the past president was really phenomenal and I think critical to the success of our new head and to such a smooth transition with me. And do you have a biggest challenge that you're facing right now in your role uh, on the board at Hathaway Brown? Or even to ask it more broadly, is are there particular challenges that you often see board members face? I think it's a constant conversation about the boundaries between the role of the board and the role of the head of school. We've done a lot of work and small scenario discussion groups with our trustees. And that seems to be kind of a constant theme, just making sure that we're continuing to offer opportunities where trustees can hone their trustee skills and that lens of thinking when they come into our meetings. One particular challenge that we're beginning to see at HB, we implemented term limits and term limits have many benefits. One thing that we have to be particularly mindful of is as people rotate off with that experience, how are we making sure that we are getting newer trustees up to speed as quickly as possible and ready for leadership positions so that we really are working within those term limits Mm -hmm. and not extending them for committee chairs and vital roles um, all the time. I'm curious about your routine on the board, is there something that is the, the first thing that you do when you're attending to your board responsibilities or in board meetings, and then the, the last thing you do, sort of the bookends of your role? So I do a lot of writing down and um, making sure that I have a notebook, for instance, that has the board dates for the upcoming meetings, and I can always jot a quick thought, oh, we should try this in February, we should definitely do this in September, so that Uh, I can try to do things a little bit more in advance. And then really keeping track as a monthly calendar of the things that are important to do when, you know, writing annual fund thank you notes and all those kinds of um, stewardship activities, connecting with people so that I can reserve my time accordingly. Following board meetings, I just keep a good list of all the things to follow up on. (laughs) So finding some balance uh, is important and setting some parameters around time. Right. I I was going to ask if, yeah, that was that was challenging to balance because I'm I'm sure that it's a big role being on the board, but then also with other positions. Has that been challenging? Yes. Um, Although I have the, the luxury at the moment of both of my kids are headed to college and I will have a little more time, which has worked out really nicely. It's been a good time for me to 
give more time to HB. And with our upcoming capital campaign, I'll have a little more time to assist the advancement team in any travel or other activities where they'd like another volunteer. Oh, great. I have a, a couple of different questions about uh, growth. So I'll ask maybe three successive ones. Where do you hope to see Hathaway Brown grow in the next maybe five to 10 years? Are you, are you able to describe that? I hope that in the next five to 10 years, we will have augmented our physical plant and tackled some deferred maintenance and brought our physical plant up to the level of fantastic learning that happens in our classrooms so that they're more on par with each other. And where do you hope the board will go or grow into in in the next five or 10 years? Where do you see the board going? I see our board uh, looking a little further into the future and really thinking about uh, how do we see the school changing over time? How will we maintain the values and what we see as the core of HB? Uh, Next year, we'll have a new task force um, called the Strategic Horizons Task Force, and that group will really be focused on more generative conversation, looking at things outside of HB and maybe even outside of schools and how can we make sense of that? How might that affect the HB in the future? And then finally, last question about growth. Uh, How do you hope to grow in the future, either professionally or personally or both? Well, the school motto is um, we learn not for school, but for life. And that is very much my personal motto. I do challenge myself uh, to keep learning and tackle things that have an edge of uncomfortableness that are new and different. And I hope as a leader, I can continue to hear feedback and grow and become a, a stronger leader for school. Do you have any advice that you're willing to give for either heads dealing with boards or boards dealing with heads, uh, especially maybe particularly new heads? I would recommend that the board chair work with committee chairs to clarify projects and initiatives for the year so that the work can be accomplished, but making sure that time when trustees can get to know each other, even more socially or to guide Uh, conversation in small groups at lunchtime or um, even shorter components of a meeting are really, really valuable because that's how trustees develop an environment of trust and comradeship. I'm curious if you've noticed in your role any trends among students uh, since you started being on the board to now, Any, any differences or similarities? I think students so want uh, to take advantage of all of the opportunities that they have available to them. And we're very blessed at HB that there's so many different ways they can explore parts of themselves uh, and find interest. I think it's hard to choose. Of course, I think that's a life lesson that you can't do everything at the same time. I think students feel more pressure now with the college process. Uh, certainly than I remember when I did it. And so that notion of 
trying to have depth and breadth on your resume as a student is a daunting task. And is there anything that you're watching or reading or listening to at the moment that you feel informs your work or your growth or, or even just something for fun? Uh, I found that a regular reading of some governance material is honestly inspirational as I think about planning for next year. Uh, I, when I do my wrap up of the year and thinking about the next year uh, and projects, that's sort of where I am given that school finished a couple weeks ago and it's time to send out some trustee materials and collect their end of year reflections, both as a board and their self-reflections and think about next year. So that's pretty much top of mind, along with planning a little family getaway in August uh, before I take my kids to college. If you're willing to share, is there something about you that few people know or, or that might be surprising? I think most of my friends would say I really love to cook. I don't know that that would be surprising for people who don't know me as well, but I really do love to cook, have people over. Oh, sit at the table, talk about interesting things. No, that's that's an important skill. As someone who likes to eat, that's a very important skill. <laughs> yeah, I do enjoy the eating just as much, right. I have to say. <laughs> also important. <laughs> and then my final question is, if you had one more hour in your day, what would you do with it? I would read more nonfiction. Oh, any, any nonfiction that you're reading now or that you've really enjoyed? Uh, I'm reading The Madonna of the Mountain. Uh, set during World War II. But I just keep a little note on my phone of all the titles I aspired to read when I head to some beach someday with a big stack of books. Well, thank you so much, Helen. And, and I want to thank everyone for listening to this episode of NEIS Member Voices. Uh, we've included some great resources on some of the areas that we've discussed at neis.org backslash member voices. And you can also keep an eye on that page for new episodes of the podcast. Also, don't forget, we always want to hear your stories, uh, questions, and comments. Uh, so please send them along with anyone you think might be great to feature on the podcast to membership at neis.org. Helen, thanks so much again. Thank you very much, Scott.